right. Well, thank you all for being here. My name is Corey, and you guys are joining the Prof Ops podcast. Today, we have a special turn guest, somebody that their life literally is turn. Um, this is Joshua Postal with the Turn Company. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you guys for having me today. Glad to be here. Sure. So um, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the student housing field. Alrighty. So my name is Joshua Postel. I am originally from uh, Rockledge, Florida, small town near Central Florida. I actually grew up on the beach uh, and a lot of my field trips in elementary school were to Disney World, Universal Studios. So I grew up in a good life. Um, <laughs> after high school, I went to uh, matriculate to Florida State University where I received my bachelor's degree in criminology and sociology. Um, but yet again, I worked in property management. So crazy how things work. But um, I spent time at Florida State, and that's my apartment complex, how I got into student housing. Um, my apartment complex at the time, I think it was in my junior year of college, and I literally did not need to work. My dad was like, don't get a job, just focus on school. But I wanted to work. I just wanted to not be able to ask for money. So my apartment complex was hiring for a leasing agent, and I just applied, got the job, and that was over 16 years ago and I am still in student housing. So, <laughs> and it just literally started with me trying to just get a job that was no late nights, uh, weekends off. And here we are. I enjoyed it. I think we all kind of started that way, looking for a job. I didn't have to drive to, I could just walk down to the office and be there. And, and, you know, 12 years later, you're still here. You still know some of the people that you started with. So it's an interesting, yeah. interesting industry that when you get in, a lot of people don't get out. Yeah. And I was, I think it's a neat little group of people. I think it's most people stick with it. They just move around to different companies and the industry is very small. We all know each other. There's people I've left companies with just got a phone call last week from someone that I used to work with, uh, that are now working with us with Turnco. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Well, um, give us some positions that you've worked and tell us kind of maybe some of your favorite things about those. I started out as a leasing agent. Um, did that for two years, loved it, just loved the leasing, interacting with people, talking to people. Um, so when I graduated, I had a dilemma. It was like in 2007 when the economy was kind of going down. And my dream was always to go work for the DEA, to be an FBI agent. That's what I wanted to do. And I was even talking to a recruiter. And then the recruiter was like, hey, the, everything is on a freeze right now. So we can't hire anybody. Nobody can come into the academy. Nobody can do anything. So I just turned to student housing where I was already currently working. There was a position open to go to leasing manager. So I did that for maybe a month. And then the company I was working for at the time acquired a 1500 bed property. So I moved over there to become a bookkeeper. And then at that same property, I also served as the assistant manager to that property and then moved back over to my original property where I started from and became the community manager. And I did that for three, four years. Um, and then I transitioned over to uh, a company where I was able to work as a operations specialist, where I was able to travel all over the country. Um, I always tell people all of like the male version of uh, Olivia Pope and uh, fixing people's issues all over the country. It was fun. I, I, I That was probably my most interesting, challenging role. And I think it was also my funnest role at the same time. Um, but that lasted for two years. And after that, I kind of moved into um, so I link back down and they, my regional at the time convinced me to move to Texas, where I'm at now. And I actually became an area manager for um, overseeing four properties. And then I did that for five or six years. 
And then now my current role as the uh, senior project manager with Turnco, I think I love this one too. Uh, I just think it's a different aspect when you know, when I'm focused on turn all the time. I've always been a guru when it came to turn. It was just something that came natural, easy to me because I'm typically a planner organizer. So turn to me was easy as long as I organized and I had enough time, it just fell into my lap. So this position and this opportunity came up. So I just fell into it and I, I love what I do now. Very cool. So that kind of leads us into our next subject, which is um, telling us a little bit about what you all do. You guys are kind of a niche company within the student housing industry, something that's very cool that kind of leads into what we've been talking about, um, you know, recently is how much turn has changed over the last, you know, five to 10 years. So give us a little information on what you guys do and then just something you've seen over your career on how turn is, has evolved from what it used to be. All right, I can do that. Um, so what the Turn Company does, we are a project management company that focuses on student housing turnover all over the country. Um, our goal, ultimately, the main goal is to give communities their time back. Turn is already a stressful time. And what I've experienced in my past, if you're leasing in the middle turn and still trying to operate and chase vendors down and still worry about leasing and planning move-in day, it becomes very stressful. So what the turn company does is we come in and we manage and we take over the vendor process for paint, clean, and carpet. Well, we do the scheduling with the community managers. We work on that with them. We also hire project coordinators to come in and work on-site that acts as a liaison between the on-site teams and the uh, vendors, and they supervise the vendors. So ultimately, it is just giving the people their time back where they can focus on other things. And I think the biggest takeaway is that people are realizing, like, if you can take those little things, even though it's just three things that we deal with, with turn, their lives are so much better from just not having to chase vendors around, worrying about the scheduling and if the vendors show up with enough people. That is all what we take on away from the communities. And that is kind of what we do every year. Awesome. Absolutely. That's one of those things, chasing those vendors that has you up late at night. You know, nobody oh, sleeps yeah. for the month of August and then September's a blur because you're tired. So it's it's, yep. it's awesome that somebody's <laughs> out there that can help relieve some of that burden for our GMs out there. Perfect. Yep. I'm glad to do it. <laughs> yeah. So one of the big things we're noticing this year are not just the labor shortage, but some of the supply chain issues with you know, getting enough paint, getting enough cleaning supplies and whatnot. What are you guys seeing out there and what are you guys kind of working on to help combat those issues? Yeah, I definitely think as we're, we're coming off of the, the pandemic and everything, and it, it definitely affected turn 2021. Definitely think, don't think we're out of the grass when it comes to turn 2022. I definitely think a lot of the labor shortages are going to be around. The supply chain issue is still not resolved. People are still having a hard time getting paint, ordering appliances, getting it early. So I think the one thing that we are trying to do working with our communities that we're working with is encouraging them to order everything early, um, as early as possible. And I even know some properties that put their furniture orders in in December. Um, but before the pandemic, you always, the deadline was always like the middle of April. You kind of would do your walks in during spring break in March. And, but those days are pretty much over at this point because you have to get your orders in early if since everything's come from overseas and, even by ordering it in December, you still are, they can't guarantee that things will be delivered by July, August for moving. So I think the biggest thing is that we're just telling people to order early. And another thing we're doing is telling people to go local um, when it comes to ordering supplies. I know we're all used to ordering from like AC supply and things of that nature, but there's a lot of local maintenance shops in every city pretty much where you can go and get parts, supplies, um, even bulk order stuff from there. And they can probably get it quicker than some of our bigger 
companies that have serviced us in the past. But when it comes to the supply chain issue, the key is getting it ordered early and trying to look for local vendors and local supplies uh, versus just relying on the big companies to order all of, our, all of your supplies. Absolutely. And another thing I noticed you guys did very well last year um, because of this labor shortage is you guys had great backup vendors. And, you know, just some folks underestimate the importance. They think they get a painter and they're good to go. And then that painter leaves on day two because he can't find help. And that leaves you kind of in a lurk. So I did notice last year you guys were fantastic. Always had a backup vendor ready to rock. Um, They were trained and ready to go. So talk a little bit about the importance of that. Yeah. And I think that's one of our key things is not only do we focus on security the main primary uh, vendors. And one thing we try to do if we can is put two vendors on the property just in case one vendor craps out and, hey, we can always have another vendor on site that is ready to work so we can call on. And I know we've done this in the past where, hey, do you think you can take on the the remaining of the other vendors' work? And nine times out of 10, that has worked out. But in the incidents where we've had to go to a backup vendor, um, the good thing about Turnco is we do have an extensive database of vendors that we can call in for different states. We've had the, we've had vendors fly in from different states to come help out and, and get our turn back on track. So I think as we continue to grow as a company, that will only become our greatest strength as a, as a company is that we will be able to source vendors all over the country. Uh, so one of our main goals with working with vendors is we can grow with them. If they want to come along with us and be one of our turncoat vendors, every year we're always looking to expand. Like I said, the first year, we did 13 turns. Uh, last year, we did 39. And this year, we're looking to do 59. So that just shows the growth. And along with us growing, some of our vendors are growing as well. Um, going from working at one property, now that you have some of our vendors doing two and three properties for us. So I think that is a key thing is for us to always just continue to grow and look for vendors and cultivate those relationships, not only during turn, but throughout turn and year round where we have a facility service side of our business as well that focuses on helping properties with their CapEx uh, projects and needs throughout the year. And so we've been able to rely on some of those other vendors that we work with in turn to say, hey, we have this painting project over here. Do you want to bid it out? Do you want to come help us out? And they've actually got some of that work. So it just helps cultivate those relationships with vendors and just always looking for backup vendors. And no matter what market we we're in, one thing I always tell people about term, expect the unexpected. You could be talking to oh, a vendor, yes. one of your go-to vendors that you've used for years and years and years. But with this labor shortage, you just don't know how people are going to show up if they have enough employees. Um, we definitely found that a struggle last year. And this year, we're definitely a little bit more alert working with these vendors to identify if they are going to have enough employees. It's okay. Do we need, we have backup vendors ready to go um, in those events that they can't handle the workload? Absolutely. Having vendors, uh, you know, that you can bring with you is a huge asset just because not only is the labor shortage hard, but turn is a different animal. And if you just try to bring in some random painter that paints houses for a day, <laughs> they're going to be shocked that you're asking them to stay past five o'clock on the very first day. Um, so, you know, having experienced vendors is a huge asset. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, Kind of moving along with that, one of the things I think that that is also changing with the uh, with the turn scene is the innovation of technology in turn. So can you can you talk a little bit about what technology you guys use and, and how it's been helpful? Yeah, so for us, I think one thing that I've as a senior project manager um, have always been just with turn was always looking a way to make it a lot more better, not use paper, um, and even. I just working with other companies, I would use some different pl- software platforms and try to make it simple for everybody to use it on their phone. So I think for us with 
partnering with you guys and helping us uh, build out turns we has been a huge tremendous help for our turns because i definitely think moving forward technology using some type of technology platform to run a turn is going to be the way turn is ultimately ran uh, moving forward I definitely think it's going to be obsolete of using paper and passing out those schedules to vendors every day and them losing paper and you having to remember who did what and them double billing you for on the invoicing because they got confused with the different papers. I think all of those days are going to be eventually over. Uh, and I think we're moving in the right direction with using turn suite. Um, not only are we able to use it on the on-site teams, but our vendors are able to use it, which is another key thing that Vendors are able to log in there and see their schedules, not only for today, but the next day and the day after. So it helps them with just planning out their labor every single day. Because I know when I was on site, you would get the schedule to the vendors that night at 11, 12 o'clock at night, or even sometimes the morning of. And then they didn't either didn't have enough employees because the prior day they only had a small list. But then the next day was a big list or they would just bring up too many employees and then not have enough work. So I think just technology and the visibility to not only see things from today, but tomorrow and looking further down the road, I think it's ultimately the way that this industry should be going. I think it eventually will get there with using technology to handle and run turn from your turn boards, your schedules, um, every single thing is communication, moving away from the group text and using WhatsApp app and different things, all of those things are going to be over where it's just housing one central app to run your turn on. Absolutely. And we talked a little bit about the technology as far as keeping the records from the previous year. So you guys have that ability as well to look at a turn from a property the year prior, help them forecast out for the next year. In addition to helping them forecast, like you said, you have to buy supplies early now. So we can maybe look back at how much paint we used last year and, you know, once you get two, three, four years into using this same technology, you could very accurately predict how much paint you're going to need in December. So you can make sure it's ordered and make sure it's there on time. But talk about a little bit about how technology has evolved to help specifically. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about maybe your turn suite and easy turn and how you guys have been able to get in, see the features you've needed and how, you know, we've essentially created something that fits your business and how you guys kind of look at your turn, decide what you need the next year, and then how, you know, kind of how we tackle it. Yeah. And I think one thing about technology is that it's always evolving. There's always something new when you think it's, which is why Apple releases iPhones every year. There's always something to change. There's always something to make something better to improve upon, upon something. So I think for us, that is the biggest thing is that we just love the ability to go in there and customize and run this report or do this thing. Whereas in the past, you would you weren't able to easily just run a report and get how many full paints you did. You would literally have to filter on an Excel document, count them up, um, put formulas on that. But it is just easier to run a report that says, how much money did I spend on change orders? How much money did I spend on full paints and things of that nature? And I think for us, the, it becomes more important, as you mentioned earlier, we're just keeping the history uh, because we know in this industry, it's like a cycle of people, uh, managers going in and out of property. So even if a manager is new at a community, we are able to tell them last year, you were able to do, you did X number of full paints, X number of partial paints. This is how many cleans you did. So it just helps us out so much. And I think it only will continue to get better as, as we continue to develop this app with you guys and just making it the best app out there possible. 
Absolutely. And one of the things too, that, that I like that you said year over year, um, you guys do a lot with vendors. And one thing that you are able to do is pull your vendor analytics. And each year you can look at how at your vendor's performance, not just by how you felt like they did, but literally with raw data, how many go-backs they were, how long were they in each unit? And, you know, you said you have multiple vendors on site at a time. You can compare your vendors side by side and maybe help one's performance improve the other's performance. You know, that way you, you know, at the end, if you review with your vendors, you can, you know, help improve their performance for the next year when you use them. So it's not just beneficial for you on picking vendors, but it is beneficial as well for the vendors to see their performance and maybe their performance side by side with someone else to see what they can improve on. Yep, you're absolutely right. Because I always, the one thing that we've been focused on this year is before this year, everybody just gets through turn and they're just either like turn went good or went bad. And it, one little thing could determine and make you think turn was the worst turn of your life. Uh, but one thing we really wanted to do was really start grading and evaluating how successful a vendor was, how many complaints on moving day did this one vendor have. Um, and that just gives us more data to better rate our vendors in our system and our database for giving them more work or for somebody that we need to part ways with because it just wasn't a good fit. Um, but I definitely think moving forward and, and with the app, we are going to be using it to basically grade our vendors and put them on the grading scale and keep that as historical data as well, how they're doing year over year, if they've had a decrease in the quality of service or if they've just been on this amazing path and just keep delivering and knocking out the part every single year with a few complaints not that many issues with getting labor. So it is definitely a good way for us to keep track of that information as well and to rate our vendors. Fantastic. Well, we will close on this question. You have seen turn for the last you know, 10 so years. What do you <laughs> think it's going to look like 10 years from now? I definitely think it is going to be completely different than what it is today. In 10 years, I hope there's no more supply chain uh, issues. I don't hope, hopefully there's no more labor shortage issues. And I think that will be the biggest change. But overall, I think the days of using Excel to run your turns on are going to be over. Um, I don't think anybody at, in 10 years from now are going to be using an Excel document to print out the schedules for their vendors and have go backs and use paper. I 100% think, and I believe this in my whole heart, that everybody will be using some type of technology platform. If they build it on their own, partner up with um, us, you guys, there's other ones out there. Somebody everybody will eventually use some type of technology platform to manage and run their turn. And I think the industry will see how efficient turn can be um, when you're looking and running it from a mobile app versus the using Excel sheets and things of that nature. So I would say technology is going to be the biggest game changer when it comes to running your turns every year moving forward within the next 10 years. Absolutely. I remember 10 years ago using the taped off whiteboards and dry erase markers that had different color by different unit. And when you erase them at the end, you erased all of your information. And then the mistakes that you made that year, you didn't remember and made them the next year because you didn't keep any kind of record or anything. You just were happy to be done with it and put the boards away. So um, it'll certainly be interesting to see where we are come 10 years from now. Yeah, and I think another thing that'll change is, is if we're using technology, is it more damage collection charges being accurate versus taking a camera, uploading pictures, go put them on the drive, and then you have no clue which picture goes to what unit, you get confused. So I think by using the app, it in my experience of using an app, it made the damage charge process so much easier because the pictures were automatically tied to a unit. There was no more uh, folder on the on your computer 
computer with a thousands of pictures in there. And you're having to go through all those pictures and figure out which unit does this go and dry race for. So I think just from the ownership standpoint, I think better uh, accurate damage charges and better collection effort on the properties from collecting those damages charges by using mobile technology. Absolutely. The mobile technology and being able to send photos to the cloud. Uh, Lincoln always uses the example of any of us that have been student housing have to scroll through 10 pictures of dirty apartments and toilets to show somebody a picture of our puppy. Um, so those days are out of here, thankfully, where all of these pictures are stored somewhere else and not on my phone. Yep, that is that is the goal. <laughs> Well, Josh, we appreciate your time. Thank you for stopping in. And everybody watching, if you have any questions or if you're looking for somebody to help manage your turn, I strongly recommend these guys. They do top-notch work all over the country, so you are not out of their range by any means. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me today. I really appreciate it.